911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined today by Mr. Detective Clint Walton. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good, too. I thought today we can share a little bit of your personal recent experience and for everybody who is listening, how there is an incredible danger when it comes to social media and law enforcement that we didn't even know about. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, last week, Clint had a very strange interaction with somebody on social media. And without getting into the details and who this was and some of the deep parameters around it, I just thought we can kind of explain just this element of social media that exists and how your interaction in law enforcement made the two of you kind of collide with each other. So um, can you kind of get into a little bit about, about what had transpired last week? So it kind of started out as there's a YouTuber who is almost a vigilante and, and goes out and attempts to solicit adults and where they're posing as a minor and soliciting them to perform or attempt to perform sexual acts with them. And, and it's one thing that our department has definitely been working on is getting developed and kind of establishing this type of program where we work it. But this is a non-law enforcement citizen who's kind of established their platform in developing these types of cases. So there's an individual, it's actually a team of individuals, and it's not just him. There are several entities of something very similar to this. And he creates a fake pseudonym, so a profile, pretending that he is an underage female and then trying to encapture or entrap, I guess is the right word, people into meeting at a certain location. And then he and his team will meet this individual with their cameras and they're streaming it live on YouTube. And then that YouTube channel is monetized. And so people are watching this live stream of this interaction take place. However, these teams have zero experience in law enforcement, zero defense mechanisms apart from, at, at least they informed the police department ahead of time. And it's it's all for the sake of entertainment. Yeah, and... If this is something I I have to almost mention before even getting more into it is if you're going to want to do something like this, this is not safe. It's something that we as law enforcement would never recommend any citizens doing. But at the same time, it's kind of cool because they're not constrained to the same parameters that we have as law enforcement. As a normal citizen, you can't entrap someone illegally in soliciting these acts and there's not you can entrap them with it being legal with it being legal yes and for law enforcement we can't take the same approach as they could because then it would be entrapment for us where it's illegal for them it's not because they're not law enforcement so it kind of started out he reached out to our department said hey we're going to be in your city around this time of day and and if you guys want to get involved 
they were more than open to it, but there also comes a line of liability within a department that we have to monitor and kind of formalize an approach in how we handle it. So we spent most of the day kind of figuring out what we were going to do and how we were going to reach out to other agencies to see if they've had any involvement with them before. And once we established what we were going to do, we kind of put a plan to, in place and how we were going to approach it. And then when it all actually happened, we made the determination that there was possibly a crime that had occurred and we went out and detained the individual. So we talked about you and I discussed in great detail how unique this type of wave of evolution with social media and technology has really changed the game in many ways. And I had told you that it's very comparable to that of a bounty hunter. And we wouldn't we wouldn't necessarily align that of a you know the actions that a bounty hunter takes with something like this. And, you know, there was that whole TikTok scare that had happened with the TikTok trend of kids allegedly like threatening to go shoot up schools and shit like that. And there's there's so much of this happening, I think, that has a lot to do with everything post-COVID. People were locked up for so long. And I think that they started to get super crafty and clever in the way that they're utilizing their time. Yeah, and it's it's really cool outside the box thinking that these people are doing. My only fear is you're going to see someone who's not as professional or kind of know what they're doing as much safety wise to where they're going to get injured or or even killed. Well, and all it's going to take is a setup to where this YouTube team are going to go to a time and place in a meeting location and they're going to interact with the wrong person who literally has nothing to do and who has people that take care of that kind of thing for them and that'll be lights out for them and that's the scary reality of it that I think that is difficult to see past the monetization and the notoriety that comes with having a growing channel like that and you know so forth. Yeah and not only that but we're going to start seeing some new case laws and undoubtedly being established based on these type of streamers because the government as a whole, they don't want citizens going out and doing this because of the safety risks. And then the follow through of the criminal action from the other side of the case law of entrapment is not established with citizens versus an individual another citizen so i think over time as these progress you're going to get someone who of that power who has some money to back them to hire a good defense attorney and they're going to challenge it and it'll go all the way up to the supreme court or the circuit courts and pretty much it's going to develop case law in reference to it to prevent this and i can really see that happening within the next few years. Yeah, and I had told you that when I, while I was watching it, it was very similar to watching The Hunger Games, watching something that is as intense and high high profile, which these cases are very high profile, and that's another element that I think these individuals don't quite understand. Um, I get the entertainment aspect of it, but what I also believe is that if there was something that had taken place that, let's say that 
there is a murder that is then seen on one of these live streams, YouTube is going to be a player in the game. So once that happens, you know, then you're talking about high dollars. There is no higher dollar than than YouTube having to get involved in a course case like that, a court case like that. Yeah, and you're absolutely I didn't even think about the whole social media side of things of when something severe like that happens to where someone will likely get injured or killed. It's YouTube will be responsible for it because they've allowed it to stream on their service. And this isn't even going in. We're just we're keeping it closed group to the people involved, not even including the fact of this guy getting away and doing something or holding someone hostage in those instances because there's that fear of going to jail again. And another thing too, so let's consider this YouTube individual. I wonder if ever there could be cases where somebody might pretend, and I'm not accusing this man of this, I'm just thinking like wide scale, where you would have somebody who would actually find themselves interested in something like pedophilia, using this as their medium, like their sick, twisted medium to be able to dive into it even further. And I mean, it's a the wolf in sheep's clothing. Like that's a perfect kind of alibi in so many ways that you don't even think of most of the time. I couldn't even tell you how many suspects that I'm interviewing and they tell me, well, I, I started downloading these illicit videos to help you guys and I was going to watch them and then turn them over to you and show you who sent them to me and of course that isn't true Mm -hmm. but this is a defense that these guys are using to rationalize why they're watching them so for anybody who's listening or or maybe might have any kind of desire to pursue wanting to help with this sort of thing because I was watching the live stream and I was seeing all the comments and people were paying hundreds of dollars just to get like the top comment and there are obviously it's a high interest right people who of are of a rational morale Hmm. like people want to see this kind of thing happen because of how disgusting it is so what advice would you have to let's say this youtuber to kind of scale it down but to still feel like they're being helpful Honestly, the almost best way to do it, if you want to do something like this, is get involved with law enforcement more so and not monetize it to the point of making this your career to do it. Instead of looking at it as a fame perspective, look at it as wanting to make an impact. Because in all honesty, everyone says, oh, I'm doing it to make an impact and stuff. But on the backside, they're making thousands of dollars in profiting in doing this yeah beautiful advice well we hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode clint thanks for hanging out with me this morning if you have please do us a favor drop a review subscribe down below and know that i am sending you a long tight hug from our home to yours